Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic the gathering. On this episode, I'm going to give you my top decks in modern, also revised magic news. Then finally, the shout out section, where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Are you excited? Because I am. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, White, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. I also have my website, MTG Ectoplasm.com, for the latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to donate or sponsor an episode just like this, you can do that there. Now, like I ask each and every single week, I humbly beg, I humbly plead that you do me a favor. There's a follow, like, subscribe button somewhere around here, uh, wherever you're viewing this or wherever you're streaming this podcast. Hit it for me. Because it lets you know when the latest episode comes on and it works with my analytics. So, it, like, I get to see, hey, who's the, who's the new country or who's not the new country? It just makes me happy to see uh, people like yourself out there listening to my spirit content and Magic the Gathering news. Um, besides that, uh, the Ravishing Renata is with me once again this week. So, what's up, Renata? Hey, what's going on? I'm doing all right. The engineer, what I call the engineer of the show. Is there anything you want to say to the listening audience? We're glad you're watching the show and give us your feedback. There you go. We just got a new camera. We just got a new computer. So we're going to eventually, hopefully, you know, the goal is to record and upload uh, video and then sooner or later do live streaming. But, you know, baby steps here, baby steps, right? Yes. Okay. We'll get there. Just be patient with us. There you go. See, I love that. Anything else you want to share with us, the Ravishing Renata? Yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the holiday season. Oh, there you go. Listen to that. Enjoy the holiday season. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before I begin this episode, uh, I sat there and said, I'm bringing you the best decks in modern. 100% fact here. Now, I know there's certain decks here that uh, I'm not going to mention. And if you were a fan or a follower or part of this particular group that loves this particular deck, because I do not mention you and how to get into the specifics, do not take it personal. Please do not. What happens is I'm going with my analytics, what I'm seeing more than likely what I would be facing if the Ravishing Renata would allow me to go to Las Vegas. So Ravishing Renata, why can't I go to Vegas? We need more subscriptions and donations. Okay. Well, there you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So, with your help, maybe next year I can go to Vegas by myself. Maybe. Oh, there you go. Let me, let me. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, these are the decks that I will not be talking about. And I'm sorry to not take it personal. But humbly, this is the decks that I will not be talking about. I've here are my fingers. 
I will not be talking about John Ragavan. I will not be talking about Living End. I will not be talking about Golgari Yagmoth, Affinity, Tron, Mill, or Dredge. Not that I don't think that any of these decks aren't good. I think they're all good. But I'm going to be honest with you. Jund, I, you know, there, there are other episodes that I did on breakdowns, on modern breakdowns, that are very comparable on how to beat this. The Living End, I, I, I think I explained there's another deck out there how to beat this. Gagori Yagmoth, I discussed this deck. Affinity, I discussed this. Tron, I discussed this. Mill and Dredge, I haven't really discussed, but... Maybe in the future episodes, I'll get do a deep dive on both of these decks. All right, but I what my my whole set goal is to get players ready for Vegas. If you're going to this channel ball channel channel fireball event, you know you have to be prepared for everything. And if you're a newbie who just picked up uh, uh, the Spirit Tribe, congratulations, welcome to the family. You're going to enjoy the deck. But you need to listen to my past episodes, the modern breakdowns, and also you should you should listen deep. Now, also on this episode, I'm not going to give you sideboard. No, I'm not going to give you a sideboard. I'm just tell you how you can slowly go toe to toe with this deck. This is going to be a two part series. So Wednesday is episode. Today Sunday's episode. Wednesday's episode, I will be giving you the breakdown on sideboard cards. Now, you're going to probably end up asking me, Dwight, which deck in modern or in spirits should I use against this modern uh, thing that's going on, you know, at this event? Well, let's look at our friend, Dr. Uh, Dr. Queller. Dr. Queller loves, loves currently the feel, the vibe of Bant. And there's a reason why. It's not that it's not good. It's not that it's great. It's efficient. It's quick. It gets out quickly. Because the fact that you can put on a mana dork on turn one, it allows you to sit there and play Coco by turn three. Pretty good. It's pretty quick. It's pretty efficient. That's what I love. The last time Dr. Queller actually ended up using an Azorius build, going 5-0 with it. You're talking about all the way to October 26th. October 26th. Now, I'm going to take a quick gander at this thing, and I'm going to sit, I'm gonna look at it and go, you know what? There's nothing different that he hasn't done before with the exceptions of putting in Glass Pole Mimic as part of his lands. He ended up putting three force of negations in his main in the sideboard nothing nothing is different nothing is different everything is basically the same as if he was playing bant me personally in this event coming up i would use the bant build just throwing it out there not because dr color is you know the the number one spirit player in all of the world you know like why would you not go to the number one spirit player in the world and learn how to play that deck of course why wouldn't you but i'm just saying me personally the way modern is built right now i hate to tell you the band build with coco is the more efficient way to go 
Now, here are my honorable mentions. And I know my first honorable mention is going to be like, Dwight, did you bump your head this morning? The first one is, is it spills? That's right. You are, or blue and red. Now, the reason why I picked this is currently, right now, let's be honest with one another, it's probably the second most popular deck played in modern. Why didn't give it? In the, like I did a top five and two honorable mentions. Why I didn't correct the top five? Because I think it's very weak to us. I think we have an advantage over it because the fact that we have mana dorks, the fact that we have uh, Aether Vile to spit out our creatures. Now, what's what makes this deck great is the fact that it, it, the is it spells is just running out twenty eight spells, two red uh uh. Blood Moon, eight creatures, and one Jace, the Mind Sculptor. Now, the creatures is nothing more than one Brazen Borrower, three Murktide Regents, and four Snapcaster Mages. Really nothing to worry about except for the three Murktide Regent. Because the quicker they play out their instants and sorceries, the cheaper Murktide Regent becomes. And then it adds the plus one, plus one counters on it. That's what makes this Izzet deck a good deck. Is it top? No. Now, how does Spirits get under this deck? It's very simple. Ready? Get your creatures out quick, quick, quick. Because this this deck does have burn. It does have counter. You want to make sure you're using your Aether Vial. You want to make sure you're using your Cavern of Souls to get your creatures out. And then on top of that, you want to make sure that you're also using uh, uh, Rattle Chains. You want to sit make sure you're using your uh, Drug School Captain. You want to make sure you're using your Spell Queller to protect your creatures. Of course, uh, in the band... Uh, uh, banta version where you end up using selfless spirit there's usually two in the deck so it gives us more protection for the creature base that we have now i'm not going to speak about the sideboard i definitely want to speak about it but i'm going to hold off so like i said when it comes to this deck hexproof 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 creatures out early Use the Aether Vial, cavern of souls but make sure when you're casting your three mana creatures which is what skyclave apparition drug school captain and then spell queller you're using it quickly and efficiently and making sure you're going after your major targets one of your major targets obviously is blue moon i mean uh blood moon i don't know because this deck to me is blue moon that's why so you want to go after your blood moon so at least you have your mana to go at it also you want to make sure you go after uh snapcaster mage just because they're going to be selling go, oh, I'm going to attack your creatures. No, 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 pal. So that's one of the honorable mentions. The next honorable mention, and I wanted to put this higher, but I don't see it played a lot currently in MTGO world, is Heliod Combo, white-green. This is an infinite deck. And why Why do I think I'm going to see this a lot in Vegas? Or if I was in Vegas, I would see this a lot? Because this, is, these, this deck is different compared to MTG World, MTGO World. 
The reason why I say it like that, ladies and gentlemen, is because MTG, MTGO World has to deal with a lot of click, 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 click. Oh, do you, you, oh, you got disability? Click. You got to do this? Click. You want to do this? Click. You got It's so much clicking, too much clicking. When it comes to paper, all you got to do is call the judge over, judge, uh, I've gone in infinite here. There's nothing my opponent can do unless he does something radically different. I got the victory. That's how paper is a lot, you know, this deck is much better in paper than it is in MTGO world. But let me, now this is a deck that I actually did a uh, modern breakdown. I would recommend going back in my past library to check it out. But I'm going to, you know, go through it. Some of the key cards that you need to focus in on and be aware is Walking Ballista. Walking Ballista is a piece of excrement that keeps on nailing and shooting down our flyers. So remember Walking Ballista. Spike Feeder is the next one. Why? Because it gains life. And if we learned anything through Heliod Suncrowned, Yes, it's a creature. Yes, it's an uh, an enchantment. But yes, also, it's indestructible. So the goal for this is like the last deck. And it's going to be repetition over here. You get your creatures out early. You bang out your opponent as quickly as po possible. You protect your creatures with hexproof. Attack, 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 attack. Same thing here. Don't be afraid to use your three mana creatures. Don't be afraid to use them. Think about it. Oh, uh, they're going to cast their uh, walking ballista. Okay, I'll spell caller it. My spell caller dies. Okay, that comes back on the board with zero counters. Now it's dead. Skyclave apparition. I'll skyclave apparition. Your Heliot Suncrowned. It does nothing. It comes back as, you know, if you kill it, it comes back as a, you get a, what, a 3-3 a, a Elemental or illusion token? Eh, who cares? Drug school captain protects all my spirits. When it comes to these honorable mentions, ladies and gentlemen, we have room for victory. Not saying that these matchups are 100%. These are tough matchups, but they're winnable. They're 100% winnable if you get out quick, efficiently, yeah. Attack, 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 attack. Now, I'm going to start at number five. And it's Crashing Footfalls. Crashing Footfalls. It's blue, red, and a green deck. And why? Why did I pick this deck? Because it's a stupid combo deck that's really tough to beat. It's really tough to beat a instant that comes on the board and you cast zero for it because you just cascaded into it. Now, there's another deck that I ended up doing a review on, which was, uh, oh, that's right, Living End. These are very comparable. These are very comparable decks. You just got to know, when you see Cascade, you may want to counter. Now, if it's their creature... If it's a creature spell, well, you go after it with Spell Queller. If it's spell, 
guess what? You go after it with Mausoleum Wanderer. That's how simple this is. You just got to pick your poison and how to attack. Don't be afraid to go after these people. Now, in the early game, they're going to use counters. They're going to use burn against you. But ladies and gentlemen, that's why we have the Cavern of Souls. So they can't counter our spells. This is the reason why we have Aether Vial. Because they can't counter our spells. And we can play cards on their turn. And respond to them. And then Hexproof, Hexproof, Hexproof. Their key cards they're going to have to worry about is whom? Let me let me pull up here. Uh, team, okay, there it is. The key cards that we have to worry about is Shardless Agent because the fact that it gives us Cascade. Crashing Footfalls, obviously, because why? Because this gives them two 4-4 four, four Rhinos. Now, what most people are unaware of is they're running for fury in this deck that sucks for us that's the reason why we need hexproof and because like i said they want to run counters well the best part is they're running force of negation we can do something about that we can do something about that all day this is a deck that i think we have victory I think the first three decks is easy. No, I'm not going to say easy, but this is a, a matchup that we can get. Now, the next one. Oh, oh this is one that I, I, I'm excited about because I know, hands down, this, this particular deck, number four, hands down, is the most popular deck that I've put out on my podcast ever. It is the number one listen to episode on YouTube where my wife, my wonderful wife, Renata posted it. So thank you, Renata, for putting that out there. You're welcome. And then also the number one listen to episode on Anchor or Spotify, shall I say. And what what is that? It's control. Now, the last last time I, I, I brought up control, I brought up control. As in white, blue, black. Right? White, blue, black. That was That's what I did on my last episode. Or uh, in a previous episode. This time, it's white, blue. We found that, guess what? They, they, they get, Control has a new groove. They're more efficient. They're getting things done. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? What, what does control love to do? It likes to counter. It likes to wipe the board at all times. Well, guess what we're good at, ladies and gentlemen? Come on. I challenge you to counter me. Guess what? I keep on repeating it. Aether Vial, you I dare you. Come at me, bro. Your Aether Vial does nothing. Cavern of Souls, guess what? That's unplugged. You're not doing nothing, my friend. The only thing you can do is do a, a massive board wipe, like Supreme uh, 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 Verdict. Oh, you, you're going to cast Supreme Verdict? Bring it on, pal. Guess what? I got, I got my spell queller here. Have a nice day. 
Arrivederci, mushi mushi, konnichiwa, adios. The other fun card they put in is three Chalice of the Void. Really? Chalice of the Void against us? <laughs> We're the ones who love playing Chalice of the Void. This is comical. The only card, there's actually honestly two cards that bother me the most in their deck. Ready? Solitude. They're playing four of them. That bothers me a lot. Because the fact that they can individually go out there and target one of our creatures. And if we don't have protection, as in hexproof, for those creatures, guess what? Solitude will take advantage of them each and every other time. And the other one card, you may laugh, you may giggle, and I'm going to tell you it's Shark Typhoon. I'm bothered by Shark Typhoon. I don't like Shark Typhoon. Me, personally, I think that right there is their winning card. Because guess what? If you go through their entire deck, there's nothing there that shows that they can win a game. There's nothing there that can win them the game. Now, the only other card that I can see that would be a huge problem for us is the fact that we do a lot of flash and a lot of creatures, our creatures have flash, is Teferi Time Raveler. They're running a type, uh, they're running three Teferis in there. Three te well, technically, they're running a Jace Mind Sculptor, two Teferi Hero of Dominaria, and then three Teferi Time Ravelers. So they're running, what, uh, six Planeswalkers. Jace doesn't bother me. Teferi he uh, Hero Dominaria does not bother me. It's the tr Triple Jace, Time Reveler. He bothers me a lot. But as I explained before, this is one. This is a matchup that I have no problem for. Not a problem. No, I'm not going to sit there and say this is an easy victory. It's one of the easier victories. But uh, I'm not going to tell you hands down, you know, we should beat this at an 80% 80, 80 clip. I'm not telling you. Far from that. This is, you know, you're if you're going to Vegas and you're going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with these players, expect some of the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. All right, ladies and gentlemen? But this is a matchup that I can see you owning. This is one of our best matchups. And as soon as you have creatures out there, attack, attack, attack. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't sit on your laurels. The more you sit back and wait and go, oh, you know, oh, me. That's when you lose the game, especially against control. It's a solid deck. I, I love control, but when it comes to our matchup against spirits, mm, no, no, no. You had, you had a good day. Congratulations. But, uh, no, you're not on our level. Sorry. Now, the next deck at the number three spot is the only tribal deck in my top five and in my honorable mentions. Now, I wish I could sit there and complain and go, Spirits, woo! We, we, chew, we chew gum, we take names, we kick ass. We do. But there's a one deck that's a little bit more, kind of say a little bit better interactively than we are. They're a lot quicker in the interactivity than we are. It's unfortunate. 
we can still beat this deck. It's one of the new wonders. This deck made noise ever since some of the key cards got released in Modern Horizons 2. And that's Elemental Tribal. Elemental Tribal is insane. Insane with interactivity. The only problem is, is that it's not as consistent as it is Spirits. But the deck is extremely heavy-handed. Because they get to sit there and evoke cards, and then guess what? They can ephemerate it to make sure that their effect doesn't happen once, it happens twice, and then their creature stays on the board. If not, guess what? That creature goes bye-bye. Adios. Happy trails. Thanks for the memories. Now, for me, there's only two key cards that you need to really worry about. Now, most people are going to go, you know, Omnath, Omnath, Omnath. Why? Because guess what? They're running six six Omnaths in the deck. They're running four Omnath Locus of the Creation and then two Omnath Locus of the Royal. Yeah, I'm going to tell you hands down, those are mean-ass cards. They're not friendly cards. They suck, but they're not, they're not the key cards in this deck. The first one I mentioned was Ephemerate. Why? Because guess what? You sit there and evoke, let's say, uh, a Fury. You evoke a Fury, comes on the board, and what does it do? It does four points of damage to any creature on or uh, divided any amount of creatures. And then guess what? You Ephemerate it, meaning you bounce it. It comes back onto the board and does another four. So it does a total of eight points of damage. And then this time, it doesn't go into the graveyard. It stays on the board. Before, if you didn't ephemerate it, guess what? It comes on the board, does four, and then goes directly into your graveyard. Ephemerate's a great card that never saw play uh, before until Modern Horizons 2, and it was a card that was released in uh, Modern Horizons 1. Now, the other card that everybody in their mother is sleeping on, and I do not understand why, you want to take out Elementals, there's one key card besides uh, uh, Ephemerate, and that's Risen Reef. Risen Reef, hands down, is the card that is the most annoying piece of excrement. And I call it that because it, there's no, besides, I guess, uh, Walking Ballista and, I forget, what's the other, there was a Tron card. No, 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 uh, Primetime. Primetime is the one that, like, uh, uh, Primeval Titan. That's another card that gets under my skin. But Risen Reef is the other card that gets under my skin. Why? Because guess what? It's a simple, stupid 1-1 for 3 mana. It's not mana efficient, but what it does is stupid. When an elemental comes into play, guess what? They can look at the top card of the library. If it's a land, it comes into play tapped. If it's anything else, it just goes to their hand. Think about that. And they're evoking creatures instantly? With potential with flash, imagine if they're doing their turn and they have two risen reefs. They can put two creature, two lands on the board tapped. They get to draw two cards. 
The number pro- number one problem that we have in spirits hands down is card draw. We do not get card draw. It sucks for us. Elemental gets it for free like it's nothing. It's like going to the local convenience store, picking up a soda in the candy bar and walking out going, thank you. Appreciate it. This is a tough matchup. This is an extremely tough matchup here for spirits. There's a key card. There's a key card, ladies and gentlemen, that's in the sideboard that I will mention on Wednesday about that will slow and even stop this deck, hands down. And it may not be the card you're thinking about. I brought it up in a previous episode with a guest. The secret with this is me going over, over again as a broken record. Get your creatures out quick. Attack, 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 and protect. Number one thing you need to do is go out of your way and kill Risen Reef ASAP. Destroy that guy. Because if you don't, it's going to be a very, very, very. Did I mention the word very, Renata? Did I mention very? Maybe once or twice. Okay. It's going to be an extremely very long day for you. But the deck is beatable. One of the, I'd say hands down, let me see. Here, this one, three, let me two, and one. It's the second hardest matchup we have. It's the second hardest matchup we have. Now, at number two, when it comes to decks and modern, I know many of you are going to, you're going to, you know, start chuckling. You're going to go teehee, ha-ha. You know, Dwight is being, you know, coy. He's being silly here. It's burn. Burn. You heard it right. Burn. White, red, burn. You're going to see burn everywhere. Why? Because there's a lot of creatures out there. And what's burn good at? Burning. Oh, they're great at destroying creatures left and right. And once you don't have your board state set, they come after you. They they smack you directly in the face. Now, the creatures they're running is Monetary Swift Spear, Eyeline of the Great Revel. These are the two key cards that you need to keep an eye out for. Why? Because guess what? In the early game, Monetary Swift Spear is a hasty creature. Oh, guess what? I attack you for, uh, you know, I declare my, uh, what you call, Monastery Stress Fear as an attacker. In response, I will lightning bolt your creature for three. Now, well, guess what? Now you're taking two because my Monastery Swiss Fear had prowess. Ouch. You just got two for one, pal, because guess what? The, that creature got bigger, and guess what? Your creature died. And for us, what really sucks is Eidolon of the Reddick, uh, Great Revel, sorry. Eidolon of the Great Revel. That guy's a sellout. I'm calling him a sellout. Why? He's a spirit. Two red mana spirit. Two, two. That jerk is working on for the other team and not working for us. 
The reason why I picked this, ladies and gentlemen, is because there are going to be some people out there who can't afford some of these money decks. There are decks out there that are worth almost $2,500 in modern. And then you have some guys out there like myself, and I humbly say it because I'm a jerk, I foil flex. I'm a foil flexer. I like to intimidate people just going, hey, look at my shinies. Because I know that like I, I, I like to win people's minds or beat people's minds. I like to beat them before I even get to beat them. So for me, Magic the Gathering is a psychological game besides a game of uh, intellect. But burn is a cheap way for players to come in, and especially in a major event like that where they spend thousands of dollars just to get there and have to deal with hotel and plane expenses. Why not? This thing has a chance just as good as home. It has a great chance as John, Living, and Golgari, Yagmoth, Infinity, Tron, Miller, Dredge. It has a, has a great chance out of all these or with all these to win. That a major event. Now, what do we do as spirit pilots? Same thing as always. Mausoleum wonder. Mausoleum wonder. I'm gonna fly over. Let my guy. Let my spirits get this guy bigger. And if you're gonna cast a major spell that's gonna bang me in the face, not gonna happen, my friend. Then on top of that, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sit there and protect my creatures. I'm going to protect my friends. I'm going to use my rattle chains. I'm going to sit there and use my drug school captain. I'm going to use my spell quote to stop you in each and every single way from you hurting me. And the number one card that I'm going to make sure that I doesn't affect me or hit me as hard as no, uh, as hard as possible is the sellout. Eidolon of the Great Revel. If I see that guy, I'm coming after him. Because the fact that, oh, I, I, you know, I got to worry about my spells. Most of my spells in my deck are usually three or less, with the exception of Coco, since I'm running the Bant. Take your shots when it's open. That's what it says here. Take your shots when it's open and protect your squad. Don't be afraid to protect your squad. At the number one spot, the top deck, you can just imagine. I'll, I'll let you conceive it. I'll give you five seconds to think. Gave me enough time to get a sip of my drink drink. It's hammer time. Hammer time. Let me just tell you, hammer time right now in the world of MTGO, is the number one deck right now being played. According to the statistics that I see here, it's 3.88% of the meta. This week alone, over 300, sorry, over 694 players played it. And at a price of under $1,000. Let me, let me share you with spirits. You know how many people's played spirits this week in modern? 189. 
189 compared to 394. What's that mean? Does that mean that spirit sucks? No. People like the shiny new object that people have a hard time dealing with. That's the truth. Is hammer time beatable? Or shall I say pure steel combo also the other name for it? Is this deck beatable? Hands down. But it's going to be tough. This is one of the decks that usually can win, usually by turn two or three. I would love to say turn one, but I haven't seen a turn one play ever. Never. I've never seen a turn one play. This deck can win turn two, turn three, easy. It just matters to us in the manner in which we play this matchup. Some of the key cards are Sagata's Aid, the Colossus Hammer, and Pure Steel Paladin. Yes, they're playing their zero mana creatures like Ornithopter and Memnite. But there should be a way for us to get around it. There should be a way for us to defeat it. This hands down, to me, is the most miserable matchup that Spirits has. But it goes back to the same thing I keep on saying. How do you defeat this deck? You play quick. You destroy what they have. You counter what they they can what you can counter and protect your own. This is a deck you don't delay. You attack, attack, attack. Don't procrastinate. I know when some of us are hearing your your mom going, clean your room. Yeah, mom, I'll do it later. And three days later, doesn't your room's not clean? That's procrastination, ladies and gentlemen. When it comes to this deck, you do not procrastinate. You go out and you smash, smash, smash. Now, if you get a turn, if you get you get round one victory, congratulations. Bravo. Bravo. You deserve it. Realistically, your goal here is to smash and delay all options they can possibly do in their deck before their combo gets off. Now, the real victory, honestly, comes in the sideboard and the cards that you pick in that sideboard. The cards that you choose that will make a difference for you in that sideboard. Now, I want to be honest with you. On the honorable mentions that I have here, is it spells, Heliod combo, in the top five, number five, crashing footfalls, number four, control, three elementals, two burn, and now one hammer time? That sideboard? Just 15 cards, ladies and gentlemen. 15 total cards. And we got to make sure we have enough to sit there and consider also Living End, Golgari Yagmoth, Affinity, Tron, Mailing Drudge. 
I don't know about you, but I'm not afraid of uh, uh, adversity. I say bring it on. I remember getting many fistfights in my youth, and when I got punched in the face, I kept on moving forward. Am I, am I, was I born a winner? No. Was I born a loser? No. But I knew never not to give up. I played to the end, and I played to the final end until my life got to zero when it comes to Magic the Gathering. And I'm going to tell you, you do the same this upcoming week in Nevada, Las Vegas. If you're brave enough and you heed the call from the spirit tribe to sit there and play spirits, remember this, what I'm telling you. And then you make sure you come back on Wednesday sometime Wednesday I can't I can't promise you why because I got a new job and I got to figure out when to do this podcast for the sideboard but it's either going to come out early Sunday morning uh, sorry Wednesday morning or very late Wednesday night and I can tell you what cards you should pull and what cards you need to put in your deck to try to get the clear-cut victory and if I'm wrong and thinking this correctly don't be afraid to call me. Like, don't be afraid to email me. I've given you my email multiple times. Uh, uh, at gmail.com. Reach out to me on Twitter, mtgectoplasm. I like, I'm, I'm okay with criticism. I welcome criticism. And if I'm misspeaking somewhere, we need to speak up now before we have players go out there to Las Vegas and start you know, beating other people. We got to work together here as a family. We got to work together as a tribe. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, those are my top decks in modern for this Las Vegas uh, major event from Channel Fireball. Now, in segment number two, Magic news. There's been some revised news here. I know some of you may be excited, a little jovial, maybe giddy, and some of you are going to be a little annoyed. I'm going to start with the potentially annoyed news. Now, I live here in Monmouth County, New Jersey. It's in the center of the state. I'm literally 45 minutes away from Philadelphia, 45 minutes away from New York City, Manhattan to be specific. I love where I'm at. I'm literally, what, uh, three hours away from Baltimore, Renata? So I'm in the middle of everywhere, major between major metropolitans. And locally, in New Jersey, we didn't have a problem with Crimson Vow. The pre-releases went off without a hitch, and many, many, many LGSs in the current area didn't have that issue with the uh, the, the ransomware. So a lot of us were fortunate. Now I've talked to some of these uh, LGSs, and they are, are they're they didn't deal with the particular company. Uh, I think it was called Alliance. Was it? I think it was Alliance. Let me. I'm sorry. Can you speak to the microphone? I believe it was Alliance Gaming. Yes, Alliance Gaming Distributors. So a lot of these these LGSs locally, they didn't deal with this company, but they are a little nervous. They're a little apprehensive to see what's going to happen on the 19th, which is the full release of Crimson Vow. 
But I'm saying don't rush. Don't be overly concerned. You'll If you can get it, you'll get it. But for those who did end up having a problem uh, with getting Crimson Vow or playing Crimson Vow this pre-release weekend, I'm sorry. I My heart goes out to you. I know this is, you know, an opportunity to go out, socialize, be part of the gathering, and, and my heart goes out to you. But let, let's hope that uh, whatever is going on gets it gets remedied immediately so we can go back to normalcy, especially uh, playing Magic. Now, in Watsy news, Watsy has reached out and gave comment. Not to me specifically, they reached out to somebody else. But, uh, you know, hopefully they'll reach out to me directly and they'll say, we got a correction for you. Or we got an additional statement, an addendum for you to say. And basically, what happens is, I when I, I brought up Camber the Plunderer, remember remember that? Or plen, plen, Plunderer? Plunderer? Because it's plunder, then er at the end. So it's plunder-er. So, Camber the plunder-er-er. I'm gonna, that's how I'm going to call him for this line. Camber the plunder-er-er. <laughs> okay. Great news. We're not going to give two different printings. We're going to get one printing. Because the error that all of us visually saw was a digital error. They corrected it. It was revised. It was fixed before it hit printing. So bravo, Watsi. Great job for making sure that you didn't screw up. And I, that's why I asked. I, was, I wanted to know who was in charge, who, who did it. I didn't want no heads to get chopped off. I just said, who's to blame? And you came out and said, eh, no one's to blame because it was just a digital error. Now, unfortunately, I was wrong. What I want did not happen to boohoo me because what happens is i wanted or what i what happened was and what i was hoping for it was this card to read very similar or comparable to blood artist unfortunately it did not the new oracle reading when it comes to kembar the plunderer is whenever a creature an opponent I'll say whenever a creature an opponent control dies you gain one life and create a blood token the one i was hoping for is whenever any creature dies but now it's just opponents so there you go ladies and gentlemen wantsy came out told us what's going on with this card and thank you wantsy for doing that i just wish you would have gone with my suggestion and went with any creature instead of opponent's creature with Kimbar the Plunderer. Now I have an announcement and it comes to about the 75th episode of MTG Ectoplasm. I'm excited. I have a modern master. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I reached out to this gentleman and he's going to be live on the show. We're still trying to figure out the logistics on how to get it done since we bought a new camera, a new computer, and our friends at Rec Productions wants to host the episode. So who am I to say no to Rec Productions? They've done a great job with me. I enjoyed being in at their studios. And uh, I remember uh, a friend of the show, uh, oh, 
shoot. What was the gentleman's name? Cam Carrera. Cam Carrera. Thank you, Renata. I knew it was Cam. Uh, but Cam Carrera ended up winning the Pioneer Challenger deck, uh, which we were grateful. And he wa- was watching on Rec Productions channel uh, when he won it. So uh, what I'll say is the 75th episode, we will have a Modern Master on the show. And uh, I don't want to give no spoilers away, but the guy is kind of fishy. I'll just leave it like that. It's going to be good. It's going to be not, it's not going to be good. It's going to be great. Amazing. It's great. I'm excited. I'm going to be like, I'm like a schoolboy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, comes the segment number three. And what it is? It's the shout out section, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the cream of the crumb. And if you didn't make it, ladies and gentlemen, have no fear, have no worry. I guarantee eventually you'll be on this list and Renata and I will sit there and say, look at this. Look at this individual. They did a great, great job of kicking ass and taking names. Now in historic, there really wasn't anybody who topped. But there was somebody who caught my eye. In historic, on November 10th, I observed a player. He went 20 he had 20 victories and 7 losses and used a mono blue snow build. I'm impressed. That's huge. That's like a 74% uh, victory right there. That's impressive. So I can't shout you out, but I'm letting you know that I'm observing. In Pioneer, November 12th, first place uh, in a Bant build. That's Omega Genesis. Omega Genesis, kicking names, taking ass, and pioneer. And then Modern. This individual, November 9th, 5-0 with a band build. The one, the only, Dr. Queller. Congratulations, Dr. Queller, for kicking ass, take, kicking ass and taking names. Dr. Queller, I'm telling, you, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling you out. I need you on the show. So if you know Dr. Queller, or you can reach out to Dr. Quella. Tell him, listen, there's a guy, MTG Ectoplasm, based out of New Jersey. He's calling him out. He wants you on the show. He desperately needs you on the show just because I'm a nice guy and you know, I'm a handsome fella. Right, dear? I'm, I'm handsome. Incredibly handsome. I, I, I had to pay your friend dollars for that. But with that being said, you know what? I, I would love to have Dr. Quella on the show. I would really love to speak to him. I, I reached out to him, I guess, in two. 2019 before i even did a single episode and unfortunately still haven't been able to get a hold of them so with that being said uh open invitation mikasa sukasa and i, I want to have you down on the show now with that being said ladies and gentlemen show's over i got nothing more nothing less to say but i want to thank you for listening to the show and remember when you're out there playing magic and kicking your opponent's ass Make sure they say, that's Bushi. You see you next time. I'm out of here. Have a good one, everyone.